بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم That is perfect, a being that's got no deficiency, a being whose glory will shine all the time. It's not subject to day, to night, to season, to male or to a female. His glory will shine, splendor will prevail all the time. Yes, al-wuman fi samawati wal-awd, kulla yawmin huwa fi shan. Every creation asks and begs Allah Ta'ala for help. And without it, without Allah Ta'ala, it can't continue. Whether it's the sun, whether it is any other planet, whether it is the heaven or the earth, but every Every creation is in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <coughs> and kulla yawmin huwa fi shan. And every moment it shows it's a different glory, it's a different splendor that shines out. The day has its own splendor, the night has its own splendor. The child that is born has got his own splendor. He looks so nice without the teeth. Born now, no teeth, but he looks splendid. The youth has got a different splendor. And as the man is fading away, it's a different phase of his life. Another splendor of Allah ta'ala. Another beauty of Allah Ta'ala reflecting. This is what we mean by sabbaha or yusabbihu. Allah Ta'ala has got no limits. He is not contained or restricted by any limitations, by any power. There's no deficiency in Him. He is perfect and He is the most perfect. There is absolutely no weakness, no deficiency, nothing incomplete. And therefore, this verse is repeated in different ways in the Qur'an, sometimes sabbaha, sometimes yusabbihu, sometimes subhanalladhi, sometimes sabbihisma rabbikal a'la. In different periods of time, sometimes of the past, sometimes the present, sometimes the future, and sometimes denoting permanent. So this glory of Allah Ta'ala is not restricted to time. It is always, it is constant, it is continuous. All the time you are seeing the glory of Allah Ta'ala, it is just for you to open your eyes and witness the glory of Allah Ta'ala. <coughs> it is so evident he is the first. There was nothing before him and he is the last and everything will everything fades away, everything goes away, he remains. His splendor, his beauty, his greatness, everything remains. And his beauty is too evident. In everything that you see, you see the beauty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't need any type of philosophical argument to try and prove that presence or the greatness of Allah Ta'ala. It's evident, it's too evident. Well, Batin, though he is too evident, but the being is not visible. So a lot of things are evident, it's clear, but you cannot see it itself. When a person is acting normal, his actions and his behavior, there is a consistency in his actions, in his behavior. And we say he's got brains, he's got intelligence. But someone asks, where's the brain? Well, the brain is not visible, but we will say that the man has got brains, He's got intelligence. Exactly the same. When you see the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the order, the system, the magnificence, the complete, completion, the perfection, you will say that this is the creation of a perfect being. No deficiency. But the creator himself will make himself not visible to you. That's again a sign of his perfection. With all your signs and all your advancements, you can't see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you said, بِحُلِ ma fi samawati wa ma fi Then Allah says, Again, look at the beauty, the grandeur of Allah Ta'ala, the majesty of Allah Ta'ala, that He sent a Rasul in the unlettered. People that were illiterate, He sent a Rasul to them. And He sent a Rasul to them with a kitab that is challenged up to this day. The kitab is so magnificent that in the open verse, it says, La Bafi. That's the only kitab in the world 
we'll see in the open, in the opening passage, in the open line, the first line, that this kitab has got absolutely no doubt. Can you see any book written by any scientist or any person who says it in the first line that this, this book has got absolutely no doubt, no mistake? Can anybody say that? That is the claim of the Quran in the first line. La Bafi, listen, this is the word of Allah Ta'ala. There's no doubt, there's no mistake in this. Absolutely perfect. Absolutely complete. And then the mark it had on the creation was <coughs> every book after the Quran seemed to be redundant. The library, <coughs> the scholar, every person seemed to be very, very backwards. Like <coughs> imagine a flickering torch, right? The dim light, very dim light. And it's showing itself in the glory of the full sun. Sun is in its full bloom. And this flickering light, you say, embarrassment to yourself. So that's the Quran in comparison to all mankind, in comparison to all creation, if you are trying to show a flickering torch, who are you showing it to? Rasul minhum alayhim ayati. And then you see the magnificence of the Qur'an Sharif. That many a person just heard one verse of the Qur'an Sharif, and then his whole life just changed. Yahya ibn Aksam, he listens to just one verse of the Qur'an. Inna Allah ya'muru bil wal ihsan what we hear on the Juma Khutbah, right? Allah commands justice and kindness, right? And spending upon the families, relatives, right? And He stops you from all things that are wrong, indecent. Now, it has such a profound effect on Him. The way it's worded, the way, the comprehension, the perfection, the eloquence is so great. It has such a magnificent effect on His heart, except that He marched straight away. That this Mahuwa Bikholi Bashar, it can never be the word of a man. Such perfection, such complete, the eloquence is at such a standard, nobody can match it. So, Rasulam minhum yatu alihim ayatihi. Allah gives us, give us that tawfiq, that grace to appreciate the Quran, to recite. We talk about Rasulullah we talk about the book that was revealed, but the more important thing, or equally important, is after appreciating and acknowledging that we recite it diligently, every day, at least half an hour, three quarter hour, some portion of the Qur'an Sharif is recited. Otherwise, what's your worth here in this world when you've got no time to read the book of Allah Ta'ala that was the pride of Rasulullah and the Ummah and we've got absolutely no time to recite that. Then the work of the Nabi Allah speaks about Yatlu alayhim ayati. The first function will be to recite the words of the Qur'an to the Ummah. That will be the first duty, reciting. That means whether you understand the wording or you don't understand the wording, then too you are credited with the reward. Because that was one duty of Rasul al just to recite the word of Allah Ta'ala to the creation. One is, يُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ To instruct them and teach them the kitab, the meaning and the content, that was one duty. And the other duty was just the recitation of the Qur'an Sharif, that also is the function of a Nabi. So reciting is one duty, understanding the content is another duty. You cannot say that a person is reciting the, duty, the Qur'an Sharif, it's a meaningless thing of what what is the use of it. You will recite it even though you don't understand the meaning that every word, every harf, every alphabet has got a reward. It's got a magnificent effect. The second work of the Nabi was to sanctify and purify mankind. And mankind needs to be purified at three levels. One is his body hygiene, cleanliness of the body, the surrounding, to understand, to see that it's kept clean. The body, the clothing, the surrounding... All that is kept neat and clean. So that is the first purpose or the first mission of the Rabbi to see that you are sanctified, you are cleansed, you are purified. Then the second level of cleanliness is you cleanse your organs, your your organs, your different different faculties from haram. The eyes from looking at haram, ears from listening to haram, 
tongue from talking about haram and the heart fantasizing about haram or having any type of malicious intent. But fantasizing haram, you don't, you don't have any type of a malicious intent or you don't feel yourself to be holier than thou. So all these evil traits, you are flushing it out from, from the mind. So that's the second, that's the second duty of the Nabi, or the second level of sanctifying and purifying. One is the apparent and physical, one is the, the ears and the faculties, to purify them. And the third level is to cleanse and purify the heart of all spiritual ailments. So the first level of sanctification and purification is the apparent filth and dirt. The second is cleansing the system from all haram. And the third is to cleanse the spiritual self from all haram and evil. Right? Or the spiritual self, because it's something discreet, and people don't understand, and because they don't understand, they don't consider it to be a dini requirement. But that is amongst the duties of Rasulullah to see and ensure that people are sanctified and purified even spiritually. So now, spiritual cleanliness, what does it refer to? So to flush the system out of, out of to flush the system from pride, ostentation, greed, showing off, right? jealousy, malice. So this is now the third level, the highest level, to see to it that the system is being cleansed and purified from all spiritual sicknesses. And unfortunately, we don't consider these spiritual sicknesses to be any to be a sickness. Like it is important that the heart has got complete perfection and purity in Iman, and all the things that are related to Iman and Aqaid, and anything that is against the Aqaid, against the belief, that has to be flushed out of the system. Any wrong belief, any wrong idea and concept, that has to be flushed out, and the right values have to be planted into the heart. So the right values are contentment, you're happy with the decree of Allah Ta'ala. What is given you, you are content, you are happy, you're not just chasing the digit. No, I got this now, I need to grab this, I need I got this. I'm not content at any moment. So the Muslim is required and to show gratitude. I've got much more than what I require. Not to chase the digit. Rather to be content with what Allah has given and to be grateful. If you're going to have an attitude to chase a digit, then you won't show gratitude to what you have got. And that is again not permissible. Not to be grateful to Allah Ta'ala and just keep chasing and feeling as though I have got insufficient. But what about all the favors that you enjoy, the bounties that you enjoy? Did you show gratitude? Don't you show Allah Ta'ala that I'm, I, I'm getting much more than what I deserve? And in the meanwhile, you also will have the same expectation of your worker. When it comes to the salary, he's not complaining, you know, boss, you, you didn't see me right. You will be happy with the worker who says, oh, boss, you know, I, really I don't deserve this bonus. You give me so much, much more than what I deserve. When you have the same expectation of your worker, whereas you didn't make the person, you didn't give him life, you are the one that is taking care of him, and you have the same expectation, then how much more Allah Ta'ala deserves that you show gratitude to him, appreciation to him. And from your heart you say, Allah Ta'ala, really, I don't deserve this. I get much more favors than I really deserve. So that is called the sanctification and purification of the spiritual self. So that is now the second duty of the Nabi. Then Allah speaks about speaks about the Jews that they were charged with the they were charged with the obligation of the Torah. 
They were charged that you will see to it that you discharge the obligation of the Torah. That was the charge, that was the responsibility. We are sending the Torah to you, this holy scripture, divine scripture to you. And we want you to execute the obligations of the Torah. So they failed to do it. Allah Ta'ala speaks and condemns them that we have charged you to see to it that you execute the commands and the obligations of the Torah. And then you fail to do it. ثُمَّ لَمْ يَحْمِلُوهَا You fail to discharge. Then, كَمَسَلِ الْحِمَارِ يَحْمِلُوا أَسْفَارَ Allah says that that is like a donkey with a load of books. And you've got it. The reason for us giving it to you is you must apply it to your life. Digest it, accept it mentally, accept it spiritually. And thereafter you must then execute the command. You must discharge the command. But now in place of them discharging the command, they abandoned the book of Allah Ta'ala, distorted it, and they killed the Nabi that was sent to them. In just one single day, in one single day, they had the heart to kill approximately 19 Anbiya Islam. One single day. So what good can you expect of this nation who's got the heart to change and distort the word of Allah Ta'ala? Killed the Anbiya alayhi wasalam. So you can't expect any good of them. <coughs> so Allah Pak speaks about them. It's just like a donkey loaded with books. So what's the good in such a person? Last verse that I will share with you. So Allah Ta'ala speaks to the Jew again. In annakum Is if you feel that you are the friend of Allah Ta'ala. And you feel that لَن تَمَسْتَنَ nar, We'll get Jannah direct. We'll get Jannah. لَيَّدْخُلَ الْجَنَّةِ إِلَّا مَنْ كَانَ هُودًا أو نصارى. We got all the rights in Jannah. So that was, that's the claim. What is the claim? That we got all the rights in Jannah. So you feel that you're the friend of Allah Ta'ala. You got all the rights in Jannah. Jannah belongs to you exclusively, alright. Then the road to Jannah is death. Right? That's the passage. That's the bridge that you have to cross in order to get there. If I were to tell you, you see, you cross over this road here, and you have all the pleasures that you would desire or that you would imagine. Gold and silver, cars and mansions. You name it and you got everything. Whatever you talk of, you got it. Whether you talk of planes, whether you talk of jets, whether you talk of uh, beautiful destinations, everything I'm giving it to you. Right? But the only thing that is required of you is cross this road here. You cross on that side, that's yours. So I ask you, any person with the most shallow intelligence, won't he look forward to crossing that road? Because he knows that's, a dream, that's the answer of all my dreams. But Allah says about them, They say that, that we got exclusive rights. We are the friends of Allah Ta'ala. But they are the last ones to desire death, express the desire. All they were required to say, that we, gee, we do express the desire to die, to move on. But no, the Quran Sharif opened this challenge, through this challenge of them, that just expressed your desire for death. No, can't. So they're the most frightened, most frightened people for death. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to go near death. They don't want to talk about it. But on the other hand, they're saying that now we got all exclusive rights. But what a contradictory understanding, reasoning, reasoning is so, is totally contradicting. But Allah says, no matter how you look at it, that same thing that you were trying to escape, it will get you. You're trying to escape, you're escaping, why? Because you know, that you are loaded with mess. You have messed the whole thing. Killed Anbiya alayhi salam, distorted the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We did every wrong that was perceivable or impermissible, perceivable. We did every wrong. But this death will overtake you and then you will realize all the wrongs that you have done. So it's a short interval Allah is given. You have your day. Enjoy your day. And then you see, the moment you come to us and you see how we will treat Allah grant us to
Alhamdulillah Ya ayuhan nas, usikum wa nafsi bitakwallah faqad fazal muttaqun Kala Allah Ta'ala fil Qur'anil Azim Ya ayuhan ladhina amanu attaqullah haqqa tuqatih Wala tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun Wa kala al-Nabiyu sallallahu alaihi wa sallam Ittakillah haysumakun Aw kama kala alaihi salatu wa salam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yakul Wa biqawli yahtalil muhtadun Faiza kuri al-Qur'an fastami'ulahu wa ansitu la'allakum turhamun Barakallah, barakallahu lana wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim Wa nafa'ana wa iyyakum bima fihi minal ayati wa zikri al-Hakim Aqul qawli haza astaghfirullah li wa lakum Walisairil muslimin fastaghfiru innahu wal ghafurur rahim Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah inahmadu wa nasta'inu wa nasta'firu Wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi Wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina Man yahdillah falamudillalah ومن يدلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبد ورسوله أوصله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي ساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصي ما فإنه لا يدور إلا نفسه ولا يدر الله شيئا قال الله تعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين أمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وصل على مؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وأزواجه وزوريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشهد في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم حياء أسمان وقضاهم علي وفاتمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدة شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم في للأباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر زنبا ندوان الله عليهم وعلى كل صحبة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابه لا تتهزوهم غرضا من بعده فمن أحبهم فببغضي أبغضهم ومن أحبهم فببغضي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي كاني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار والحمد لله رب العالمين عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء القربى وإنهاء الفحشاء والمنكر فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون Allah, 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 Allah,
Allahu Akbar Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin Ar-Rahmanirrahim Maliki Yawmiddin Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in Ihdinas siratal mustaqim Siratal ladhina an'amta alayhim Ghayril maghdubi alayhim walad ضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبح اسم ربك العلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنغرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنب والأشقى الذي يسلى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربي فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم هل أتاك حديث الغاشية هجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريء لا يسمن لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعي رادية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأقواب موضوعة ونمارك مصفوفة وضرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذب الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله
Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.